James Peterson will be speaking to us today about the commercial radio landscape in Uganda. Um, so can everyone just, you know, we're running behind schedule a little bit. So if you could just put your phones on silent and we'll, he's going to try to go through this as quickly as possible because we're really, really behind schedule. So, yeah, I hope, can we welcome James Peterson for today's session on the radio landscape in Uganda. All right. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. I'm James Peterson and I'm from Uganda, landlocked country in East Africa. I must say it feels good being here today and discussing about the um, radio landscape in my country, Uganda. Now, to discuss the radio landscape in Uganda, we first have to get back to um, a brief history about uh, broadcasting in, in Uganda. Well, broadcasting was introduced in Uganda by the British in 1952, uh, 1954, with uh, the establishment of Uganda Broadcasting Service. And um, as we speak right now, there is um, UBC TV and then UBC Radio. Of course, the primary objective of, um, you know, uh, the radio was basically to, you know, push the um, imperial agenda of the government at that time. And... Um, Moving on fast forward, um, before we even get, get move forward, uh, a couple of things happened. Radio in Uganda was basically uh, a big deal. Most schools in, in my country were announced on radio. It was on Radio Uganda. Idi Amin went to the radio and said, well, that uh, criminal called Milton Obote is not coming back. I, General Idi Amin Dada, I am now the president of Uganda. It was done on radio. So that's how radio is pretty much a big deal in, um, in Uganda. So the state of commercial radio in Uganda, let's talk about that. The first commercial private radio station in Uganda went on air in December 1993. So that's, that's, that's way back. And uh, it, there's been a dramatic growth from that one FM station, which was 88.2 Sanyo FM, which, you know, went on air. So it is shocking, but um, let's look at a few quick facts before we get down to the current state of um, radio in Uganda. Of course, we are still a radio country, really radio country, despite the rampant TV and digital, you know, media growth. Um, what is happening right now is that since uh, digital migration, um, there's been free decoders handed out to most Ugandans, and that has basically, you know, turned things around. That um, most places where people used to, you know, uh, listen to radio now they have access to TV. So it's it's kind of uh, you know affecting uh, radio in a bit. High levels of unemployment is hurting business in the country. The unstable bank interest rates, breeding business uncertainties in the country as we speak. Uh, the weak shilling is influencing commodity prices, hence reduced disposable income. The unrest in South Sudan is also, you know, affecting lots of things. And of course, the world is rapidly becoming a global village. Uh, Western pop culture is taking over Africa. So, well, let's get to the current state. Um, if you sit down and look at here, this is, um, let's look at the medium, radio, TV, and print. In 2013... 
there were 290 FM radio stations in the whole country. And, and that's inclusive of, um, you know, uh, community radio stations as well as commercial radio stations. 2014, we had 300. And 2015, we had 305 radio stations. And as of 2016, we had 308 radio stations. So those are the number of radio stations in, in Uganda. So, well, uh, much as we are still a radio country, uh, like most African countries, um, technology is rapidly changing the media landscape. Um, however, well, the radio scene is highly fragmented due to ethnic diversity. Um, we've got 53 local languages, and um, this is um, in Kampala, the biggest language is Luganda. So um, the language basically used is, is Luganda. But if you get out of uh, Kampala, where there is at least an average two radio stations in uh, most of the districts in the country, they, they speak other you know, languages. But though, of course, English is, the, uh, is our main um, uh, language of uh, communication. Um, the gays suffering right now basically is print media. Um, you know, as you all know, um, TV seems to be the future right now. Of course, with digital migration, my grandmother in, in the village now has a decoder. She has access to TV, which is uh, something that was not there back then. So lots of things are, are really changing. So ownership, 308 radio stations. Who are the people who own most of these radio stations? Uh, well, I'll tell you something. The politicians <laughs> own most of the radio stations. The MPs do own most of these radio stations. And um, they use this to push their political agenda, if, if you do notice. Um, of course, there are a few big corporate companies. We've got Vision Group, which is government-owned. And right now, as we speak, they've got radio stations all over the region. And they basically realize that radio is... Is the is number one medium of communication, and if government wants to, you know, send their message and all that, they must use radio. So they've basically bought most stations across the country. Nation Media Group um, has two radio stations in Uganda right now. There is um, a thing: if you own an English radio station, you must also own a local station uh, that speaks the local uh, dialect, like in Kampala, Luganda, and then English. So like my, my, the, the current station I work for, which is under Nation Media Group, KFM. KFM has a sister station called Dembe FM, which is in Luganda. And um, the same thing with all the others. Uh, so that's how things are. So the other, other owners of most radio stations are churches. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the faith-based stations are basically owned by churches, then individuals, you know, politicians here and there. So... Yeah, that's a little something about that. Let's look at uh, the ad spending overview. Uh, like I told you earlier on, um, TV is kind of getting into our way here. Sit down and look at it. By 2012, uh, the ad spending was a bit on a high. But look at as of January to August 2016. Look at where we are. The ad spending revenue. So that is currently what is happening in Uganda. So TV is kind of eating into, into our space. So though, of course, radio is still the key, you know, touch point for most advertisers in Uganda. Um, 
if you can still sit down and look at it here, if you look at, this is radio. Um, that's radio there. Uh, look at where we are right now. It's, it's kind of uh, dropped, if you sit down and look at it. We've kind of dropped, and this, this info is um, courtesy of uh, Ipsos. So that is basically, though of course uh, radio still, you know, um, uh, much as it's still the key touch point for advertisers, like I said, TV is really coming in and <laughs> uh, with, of course, free decoders all over now. That's how things are. Uh, I'll just share with you briefly um, companies' expenditures. If you sit down and look at it, there's something to, to notice here. Um, in 2011, if you look at that, the top companies uh, that are spending money on advertising in Uganda, MTN Uganda, Airtel, and all that, those are basically uh, some of the big uh, spenders uh, on the Ugandan scene. Let's do notice the numbers here. In 2014, it went a bit up. Uh, if you sit down, look at that. And then, uh-huh. So 2015, 2016, sit down and look at that. So the most dominant um, campaigns on radio have been, you know, Coke and all that. So audience and listenership. Wow. Nelson Mandela said if you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. Uh, so according to Ipsos, Ipsos actually realized that there is a correlation between mother tongue and what people describe as the language of their innermost thoughts. And uh, to show you a little something here, you will realize that um, according to Ipsos, the research that was done there, the preference in radio listenership, most people prefer... Um, um, the use of vernacular. Now, in Kampala, which is most radio stations, um, commercial radio stations, the biggest are all in Kampala. Now, Kampala, the language usually is Luganda. If you sit down and look at it. So if you look at some of these, uh, the edge brackets here, you sit down and look at like, you know, the people prefer, males prefer more, 64% uh, uh, prefer vernacular. If you sit down, most females here, you sit down, look at it. And so, yes, vernacular is a big thing. That's why I said most English radio stations in Kampala now prefer to have an English radio station and have a Luganda radio station. So this, this research basically you know, shows you how, how it is. If you sit down and look at it, um, this research was done by Ipsos a day after recall. What station did you listen to yesterday? And we will go back again to one thing. It goes back to the, lo the stations with the broadcasting in the local languages come top first, if you do notice. CBS is owned by the Buganda Kingdom, and it is tops. Beat FM is a Luganda station, and it also comes in tops and all that. So please note the other English station, the first is here, Capital FM. Um, so that's according to the day after recall, if you, you know, sit down and, and look at that. So still local stations with the local broadcasting in the local language come tops. All right, social media. Social media seems to be the thing now. Every radio station in Uganda is really, really getting into the use of social media and all that and pushing their content via social media. That's 91.3 Capital FM. Uh, you know, uh, that's their page. If you look at that, that's KFM. 
everybody is pushing uh, engagement to social media. Uh, of course, the discussion should be, are they using um, social media very well? I'll give you an example of my, uh, my radio station, uh, KFM. KFM right now is, has taken engagement to another level. Yeah, you sit down and look at communication engagements and all that. Now we do voice notes. You sit down and we have a, a, WhatsApp, a WhatsApp page. And we ask listeners to comment on the stories uh, of discussion on the show. And they respond instead of like picking the phone call. So we sit down and they do voice notes and send them through. And then we put them on end and play them. And that's what's happening. Uh, the other bit uh, where stations um, have gone now, they're going to community engagement. Radio is basically going to community. Um, outdoor broadcasting, we're we are doing that a little bit, a lot, broadcasting from the community. It's basically taking radio uh, to the people from, you know, nightclubs, shopping malls, uh, activations and all that. And, it, and it's, it's becoming a source of income as well for the radio station. If you do most of those activations outdoor, you can, let's say, wake up to one of the malls and go and broadcast there. And uh, people find it fascinating. Oh, wow, they're broadcasting at such and such a place. I want to see such and such a presenter. And, and it's, it's something that is, uh, you know, working for us uh, really well. Well, so um, I really had to race a little bit fast. So, so well, one thing uh, I must let you know, though, is radio is a conversation. It's... Uganda right now, most of the radio stations have understood one thing. Uh, radio is a two-way communication. Uh, previously, when radio started in Uganda, it was basically the guy is telling you what to do. But now it's communication. It's a two-way radio. Now we sit down, I talk about this, and somebody argues out, and that's what we are basically doing. Uh, radio has become big because in Uganda because, well, um, everybody seemed to realize that uh, the power of local. Local is the way to go. Um, discuss issues that affect people. If you're not part of the community, then who are you talking to? Uh, the content right now, uh, my station is basically doing 60-40. Um, uh, like 40% uh, you know, local content. And that, that includes music and all that. And then Western music, it's basically 60%, 40 it, it, But that's because Ugandan music has really, really grown. Uh, if you look at uh, the Ugandan scene right now, if you go out, you listen to more Ugandan music than actually Western music. So Ugandan music has grown, and so the radio industry has also grown with uh, you know, the uh, uh, Ugandan artists. So radio is a trusted crime and corruption fighter with other media in our complex society. And uh, together with other media, it enhances the advertising mix. And um, yeah, much as uh, with the digital times and all that, um, radio is still more accessible. And the cool thing about it, it's free among the young audiences in Uganda. Well, they listen to uh, radio a little bit more on, on their phones. You find everybody's plugged in and, you know, uh, you cannot carry TV with you everywhere, but you can, you know, carry your radio with you everywhere. So, so um, radio is still a big thing in Uganda. Well, so uh, I guess I can wrap it up there. Asante sana, webale. I don't know how they say thank you so much from here, but I must say it's been it's been great being here. I'm enjoying RDA 2017. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much to James Peterson for that insightful um, little. I, I'm, unfortunately, you had to really run through uh, your slides due to time constraints, but we do have a little bit of time uh, until quarter to one for questions. So the floor is open for any other anything else you'd like to add and inform us about, as well as questions going out. Anyone? Thank you. Um, uh, basically, what I said is uh, most stations are owned by politicians. Um, but government has come in now. Uh, the one of the biggest media houses in Uganda, which is Vision Group, is government, government owned. And what they did realize, because they did realize um, radio is, is the medium, uh, the biggest medium of communication in Uganda. So what they've basically decided to do is to take advantage of that and they have bought a series of radio stations across the country. But um, most of the owners are basically individuals, politicians. If you sit down and look at it during campaign season, usually you realize this politician owns the other radio station and all that. And so how it affects content? Well, um, the thing is, it doesn't really affect much. It doesn't really affect content that much, because ultimately the listenership are the people. And as personalities, most journalists understand this, and they, the content they usually put on air is basically social, economic, political things that basically you know affect uh, everyday person. You'll realize um, if it's police brutality, like what has been going on in in the country, you know, people cannot easily protest without the police coming in, you realize everybody's basically sitting down and talking about that. And I like the fact that most times um, they bring some of these people on air and quiz them and talk to them about some of these things. I'll give you an example. Um, there is a time we had um, somebody called in and said uh, there is a lady who went to a hospital and she wasn't... Um, um, being attended to, and I think they needed money or so. And when we brought, we put that story on air. We made a series of phone calls to a series of health, um, the guys, you know, in hospitals and all that. And uh, they really acted really swiftly. So um, I used to, when I used to do the breakfast show, I had a, uh, I had a, um, a segment on the show where we would. Uh, ask people what's happening in your neighborhood. We open up the phone lines, talk to us, how are you this morning? And people would actually call in and say, well, this happened the other night. And I remember one particular incident where somebody called and said, this neighborhood is unsafe. Uh, the police do nothing. If you sit down and call the police, they basically do not come. And um, you know, the thuggery and everything here is becoming terrible. Do you know who was listening to the show that day? the Inspector General of Police, the topmost guy. And first thing is he heard that, called the station, contacted the, uh, the police chief in that area, and he was fired. Uh, <laughs> he was fired. Um, the IGP uh, called somebody, 
the police spokesperson called the radio station, apologized on behalf of the police on what was going there, and he said, as we speak right now, we're going to sort that. After, I think, um, a couple of days, the guy called back and said, now we have more police here than anything. So, <laughs> so, local, so local content. And that's what, that's what most Ugandans have actually realized. They now use radio to actually uh, get a few things done because people are actually listening. There are times um, I've said things on air and the, the person you're talking about is actually listening to the show. Uh, UCC, we, you've, you've had um, a few things before elections. UCC, Uganda Communications Commission, shut down social media. You heard about that. So there was basically, but Ugandans are too swift. Uh, before they knew it, everybody was using virtual private networks and all that. And we kept discussing that and um, we're really, really harsh. The next thing I had uh, a phone call from uh, the executive director, Uganda Communications Commission, like, uh, you guys were really so hard on us today. <laughs> but understand our hands are kind of tied. Uh, this is coming from above. It's bigger than us. You know, we just run this, but it's bigger than us. The pressure is coming from, uh, from up. So, you know, you never know what's listening, uh, who is listening to the radio show. And what, that's what most Ugandans have actually realized. Call into the station, you have a problem. Call into the station, call a presenter, talk about it. Even when they are discussing something else, somebody calls, I've called to talk about this. This is what is happening right now. And, you know, they get things done. We, we've done that. We've done that with our community. We sit down and report and say, okay, um, there are portholes here. The same would sit down and say, have you ever seen any pothole in your area? Talk to us about it. And you talk about it, and then the authorities actually get down and work on it. So radio is still a big deal for us in Uganda. And it, it helps get things done. Yes, sir. Uh, pu public broadcaster? Well, uh, the public broadcaster right now with... Um, with lots of radio stations. Like I said, things have basically really, really changed a lot. And um, right now, people do not trust the public broadcaster. Uh, there is little confidence in them because most times it's basically pushing the agenda of uh, you know, the current administration and all that, so people don't. People trust independent um, media houses more. That, that's the thing about, that's, that's actually why Nation Media Group is, is doing well, yeah. Uh, most of them, they are non, just like here, I think, most of the uh, community radio stations are owned by non-government organizations. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically pretty much, pretty much it, actually. Most non-government organizations own most of these community radio stations. Uh, but like uh, any other community radio, it usually focuses more on what's happening on the ground. So you'll realize most of their content is actually local, 100% local. It covers the whole country. Yeah, but because we are, we are looked at more as a, an opposition radio station and a media house, we're basically restricted to operate. There's a lot of red tape we can't get out of the Kampala area. That's why they beat us. Yeah. Nice, guys. <laughs> Thank you.